Welcome to the Child Care Pro Circle Podcast, where we educate on topics that are directly related to the business of child care. Please enjoy the expertise of our special guests in an adult-friendly, relaxed atmosphere. Get ready to take away some useful gems, so feel free to take some notes. This podcast aims to help child care professionals leverage information to create processes, scale, and grow their businesses. I am your host, Spring C. Jackson, child care owner, best-selling author, speaker, and your Winner Circle child care consultant. I am so pleased to have my special guest, our newest super friend, David Encarnacion, is currently the CEO of AccountTax USA, which is the parent company of Daycare Accounting Pro in New York City. David runs a boutique accounting practice exclusively servicing the daycare industry for over 10 years. David and his team provide modern-day accounting tactics and strategies to help daycare owners increase profits, cut costs, pay the least amount to the IRS, and put owners on the road where they can focus on building their businesses so they can ultimately enjoy peace of mind. We're not your average accountants. We're a team of strategic thinkers focused on exploring tax strategies, recommending and executing outside-of-the-box tactics that will increase revenue, save on taxes, and bring unsurmountable value to the daycare. If owners are not as financially successful as they want to be, we'll help them to get there. From entity structure and tax planning to accounting, budgeting, and profit analysis, we'll help them extract the maximum amount of value from their businesses. So welcome, David, and thank you for your time and for sharing your expertise. Thank you for having me. I love the super friend comment. <laughs> yes, we are all friends here. We are all, well, it starts on the carpet at daycare around circle time. So we're all friends there. So as we're growing up and in this circle, in this space, we're all friends. And I call every one of my guests super friends because they operate in their area of genius and their expertise and I always want to um, appreciate them for sharing that expertise with us. So to get get started, now in your own words, would you please tell the listening audience what it is that you do, well who you are, and what it is that you do. Uh, my name is David Encarnacion. I'm the CEO of AccountTax, which is the mother or parent company of Daycare Accounting Pro. Uh, Daycare Accounting Pro, we recently went through a, a rebranding process because a lot of our clients were increasing in the daycare space, and we began to concentrate more and more as each year went by into the daycare space. So it's basically a boutique accounting firm serving specifically the daycare industry. And for the past 10 years, uh, we've been doing so. Uh, we've been helping daycare owners increase their revenues, uh, cut their costs, save thousands in taxes. And we've been doing it within a relatively small amount of time. 
Um, so at the moment, that's what we're focusing on. So for your next question, besides staffing, what are the two bookkeeping and tax issues that are keeping providers up at night? There's several, but the primary one is the tax. Um, many providers, depending on what level of entity they've chosen, I see clients that come in and say, actually today I had a call. I spoke to someone, first thing she tells me she's an LLC. Okay, an LLC, I hope everybody knows that the IRS doesn't care about an LLC. In fact, quote unquote, the IRS considers an LLC a disregarded entity, meaning it's insignificant. The only thing that the IRS cares about is how will you be taxed. So the moment you create an LLC, if you're a one person, it's considered a single member LLC. The moment you create that, your tax status defaults automatically to a sole proprietor. When you're a sole proprietor and you're operating your business, you are subject to the 15.2% of self-employment tax. Why? Because self-employment tax, actually payroll taxes, they're, they're two sections. 7.65% of that tax is paid by the employer. 7.65% is paid by the employee. The fact that you're a sole proprietor, you actually assume both. You're both the employer and the employee. Now, when the IRS defaults for that, and you're now paying the self-employment tax, many, a great majority of providers do not understand how they'll be taxed. So that 15% is the reason why so many providers are paying tax. The solution to that is to convert the sole proprietor into an escort. The LLC remains intact. You do not lose your liability protection. We're only changing your tax status. And that's when you begin to see savings. Because as an S corporation, the business does not pay tax. An S corp in the U.S. pays zero tax. It's a pass-through entity, which means that all the income that you receive flows through to your personal tax return. Now, one of the small glitches or catches that the IRS has has is that when you elect to become an escort, if you're an owner, you're required to take a W-2. Now, a lot of people don't do that. And sooner or later, they're going to get caught and they're going to go back years and you're going to have a big tax bill. Oh, I suggest wow. that if you're a, an escort and you have one owner or multiple owners, just make sure they're on a wage, on a W-2. Oh, okay. Now, the IRS is also very vague on this. Their quote-unquote request that you have a reasonable wage. So after there are different studies that we've done that have put us in a position where with daycare owners, a living wage, a reasonable wage, mm-hmm. is anywhere between 8 to 12%, depending on where you live, of your gross income. So if your gross income 
is $100,000, we recommend that you take a W-2 for that balance. So on that, that $10,000 W-2, the self-employment tax would be just, uh, $1,500. Bucks. Mm-hmm. Opposed, if you were a sole proprietor with $100,000 of net income, you became $15,000. Remember the 15%? Yeah. will be painted as a sole prop. So it benefits everyone. Uh, I recommend any business, not even necessarily daycare, any business with less than 100 employees making under $5 million must be an escort. Wow. Now, with the bookkeeping, uh, many providers don't, don't follow that, don't have a bookkeeper, don't have QuickBooks, don't even have a spreadsheet. They commingle a lot of funds. Mm-hmm. And those situations begin to be problematic, especially now. I did a video uh, a few weeks ago in which I mentioned that 17,000 daycares closed over the past 18 months. Mm-hmm. That's equivalent to about $350,000 of um, children that have been displaced. Right. If you're in let's take a small state, let's take Florida, and let's say in that state, 50,000 children are displaced, and you're able to capture at least five of those. Those five children at an average fee of $200 a week each, which is one on the low side, uh, $1,000, $52,000 of additional income. But in order for you to capture and be in a position of strength where you can take advantage of opportunities, mm-hmm. you have to know your numbers. The so numbers are critical. And in the next couple of years, they're going to become even more critical. So I suggest that if you're not doing bookkeeping for whatever reason, you take a strong look at it and strongly consider it. That information was so good. So, so, so good because... Um, I can attest to some of those things that you said. I which part? <laughs> well, first of all, being um, becoming a self, or excuse me, a S corp as opposed to an LLC. Um, I was told early on that I didn't need to, and it's enlightening to understand or to to find out that why it's so important. Um. And it, it came from a, a fellow CPA or someone in the accounting world that said, oh, well, you're, you're only a couple of years in business. You don't, you didn't make this certain amount, so you don't need to be an escort. And with the information that you just gave, that can't be true. So I'd like to, you know, look into that myself. So as we're doing... Well, let me elaborate a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. Now, I typically don't recommend for a LLC to become an escort until they cross the $50,000 of income threshold, because that's when it becomes significant. Because obviously, by becoming an escort, now there are additional fees. Now you have to do payroll. Now you have to do a business tax return. So at, at the 50000 threshold, that's when you begin to see savings. Obviously, when you get into the hundreds of thousands, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. The day I spoke with a daycare, we're just over the phone discussing how much she pulled up a tax return. 
I could have saved us twelve thousand dollars. And I simply told him, how long have you been doing this? He said, oh, for the past ten years. I said, okay. If you'd have met me five years ago, I would have saved you fifty thousand dollars. I don't know about you, but fifty thousand dollars comes in handy right about now. It definitely does. It definitely would. And um, again, we definitely need to talk about <laughs> this conversation that you're having because those numbers seem to. I mean, I could have done that in my first year. Day. Is all I'm saying. So, um, I make enough money coming in that that fifty thousand dollars being an escort would have probably helped me. So, um, you want to hear a war story? Sure. Okay, we have time for that. Absolutely. Okay, two years ago, I was speaking. Two years ago, I was speaking to a construction company. They were doing fifteen million dollars gross revenue, and they were a sole proprietor. Mm-hmm. I heard that. I said, "You have your money." So I said, "Let me send me a copy of your tax return." Send me a copy of the tax return. And this just happened to be—it was a generational business. So the grandfather started it, passed it on to the father, and now the father wants to pass it on to the son. Mm-hmm. I was talking with the son, which we were on the same age, so we we understood each other. But the parents, they stuck, they knew, and they stayed with the same account for years. Right. Come to find out, that tax return, on that self-employment line, the tax is $267,000. If that client, if they would have met me four years ago, they would have saved one million at least. Yeah. We're just making one simple change. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where it was shocking, and they couldn't believe it. So they they started looking for other uh, avenues, a second advice, second opinion. Uh-huh. They came to the same conclusion: you're giving away your money. Two hundred and sixty thousand dollars they gave away. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money. That is a lot of and money. Just, and just like them, there are plenty of others. Right. And it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate that a lot more of us don't know um, what we don't know. And so that's why we reach out to others who have that their, um, their zone of expertise. Or that's why we should. And that's one of the reasons to start this podcast, to really tap into the people with the information for providers, the information that they don't know that they need. And so, and I do this because there were so many areas in business that I didn't know that I'm still learning. I'm learning as well as other people. So when I bring guests on, it's not just because I'm an expert now and I'm trying to inform people. I bring people on that know more than we do because what we're experts at is childcare. And so I was never an expert in the business of childcare and there were so many things that I didn't know. So many things I still don't know, and I'm learning and willing to share with the listening audience. So, at this point in the podcast, we will take a pause. We want to thank you for listening to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We want to take a quick break to recognize our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Child Care Pro Circle podcast is brought to you by Kingdom Kids Child Care. You're a star too, and not just baskets. 
Kingdom Kids Child Care is your child's home away from home experience, providing safe, quality care that won't break the budget. Your Star 2 jewelry and gifts are handmade items such as custom-made earrings, jewelry sets, and other handcrafted art pieces, personal items, to home decor. Not just baskets, our homemade baskets created to your exact specifications for any occasion. Birthdays, anniversaries, baby shower gifts, and custom designer baskets for men, women, and children. The book collaboration, Pearls, is a collection of advice and guidance for women who want to excel in various areas of their life, career, and business. In this engaging combination of intimate stories, thought-provoking guidance, strategic advice, and practical tips, 11 emerging leaders share pearls of wisdom. By the time you finish reading Pearls, you'll walk away with a collection of invisible pearl necklaces that will make you feel empowered. You will have a renewed sense of direction and confidence to face what's next for you. Order your copy of Pearls today. Welcome back. I am Spring C. Jackson, your host of the Child Care Pearl Circle podcast. And we will continue our conversation with our super friend, Mr. David Encarnacion. So for our next question for you, um, we want to ask about uh, the IRS. So it's been stated that the IRS is hiring about 87,000 new agents. What can business owners do to assure that we are audit-proof? Okay, well, <clears throat> this is a law that Biden signed into law early, uh, middle of this year, mm-hmm. in which the IRS is going to hire 87,000 agents over the course of 10 years. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean for small businesses? I guarantee you that those 87,000 agents will not be going after the 930 billionaires in the U.S. They're going to go after the 31 million small business owners. The ones that they know are commingling funds. The ones that they know are not taking payroll when they're supposed to. The ones that they know don't have their books and records in order. We mentioned bookkeeping before. This is going to become critical now. Because when they come to you and they ask to audit your book, you have to provide a profit and loss, a balance sheet. Mm-hmm. How did you come to these numbers on your tax return? And if you're just telling your tax preparer that you spent um, $5,000 on a piece of equipment and you don't have a receipt, that's going to be an issue. And what happens is once they audit a specific year and they find out that you owe tax for whatever reason, they uh, ran the numbers and recomputed the tax return, mm-hmm. they're going to go back for the last two years. So, technically, if you audited for 2021 mm-hmm. and you're found that you have a balance due, the IRS is going to audit 20 and 19. And chances are, if you follow the same path, the same habit, mm-hmm. you're going to be paying tax for those additional years as well. Now, when I ask myself, you know, what is these daycares doing? And besides the ones that are actually being proactive in whether they have an in-house bookkeeper or they're using QuickBooks, which I know could be challenging and time-consuming. I have someone that spoke with last week, which 
she spends about five hours a week on bookkeeping. That's five hours that she could be spending with her family. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we want to kind of like hold on to the money and instead of hiring someone to do that job, we want to do it our, ourselves. Right. So with daycare owners, they want their the CEO, they're the janitor, they're the chef, they're the debt collector, mm-hmm. they're the therapist, they're they clean up the playground, the they wash dishes, they're all the things. They, the yeah. they, they wear all these hats. And by wearing all these hats, you begin to neglect your bookkeeping and your book. With, at this point in time, in the current uh, economy that we're in, that's critical. And with these 87,000 agents coming on board, I strongly suggest that if you don't have a bookkeeper, you find yourself one. If you don't know how to bookkeep, do bookkeeping, take a QuickBooks um, training session. Mm-hmm. But primarily, I suggest you find a professional who can do these things. That's because cool. they're going to be able to do it in a matter that will make sure that you audit proof. That's my nothing better. There's nothing better than a client of mine getting an audit and their request for books and records. And we just rifle it off that same day. Yeah. There's one accessible, we have it on hand, and the moment you do that, trust me, that audit goes away quickly. Right. Because the auditor already knows these people are on point. They're not going to waste the time with you because they know they're not going to be able to collect. They'll go on to the next business. Exactly. And it speaks to the mindset of the actual child care owner. Because if you have a scarcity mindset where you don't see the need to invest in other components and other um, parts of your business where all of your business um, are on point, all of your business components or your sections are on point because you are not an expert in marketing. You are not an expert in social media management. You're not an expert in bookkeeping. You're not an an accountant. You're not a, you know, do the things that you can do and outsource the things that you can't or that you should probably keep your hands off of. Admittedly, I'm not a numbers person. I am a words and people person. And so numbers make my nerves bad. So I will always, well, I'm in the process of finding another person to um, help me make sure that this was the year of getting everything financially together. So I'm in the business or in the um, process of vetting someone that will make sure that I'm on point. I got some things taken care of. There are some other things that need to be taken care of better. And so I also recommend that if this is not your area of expertise or if you have no background or you're not really a numbers person, why get involved in an audit? Or if you are, or you happen to be involved in an audit, why not spend that money making sure that your money is secure because um, you could say, yeah, well, I can afford that. But the person that actually helps you can help you make sure that you can afford them if they're a decent person. They'll make sure that they put themselves in the budget. Trust me. So allow that, um, you know, yourself to let go so that you can spend your money wisely and make sure that your money is always 
I mean, incorrectly, you're not paying out as many taxes as you, if you don't need to be, and can kind of make, help you make money decisions according to your business and for your business's future. So, yeah, I, that, I love the word that you use, scarcity mentality. Because there was a point where I was cleaning my house. It would take four or five hours. Mm-hmm. And when I realized, you know, these four or five hours, I'm dedicating to this, I could be producing increasing my revenue. And with that, I can pay someone to clean the house and I still have money left over. So sometimes it has to hit us in the face for us to understand. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you that if you would just focus on what you do best, mm. you focus on building your business. And you leave all the complications, complications stuff to the professional, mm-hmm. you'll be so much better. And the peace of mind that you'll get is priceless. It is priceless. It is really priceless. Uh, and that's just my two cents. And, um, I, but because I learn from my mistakes, I don't continue to, um, dibble and dabble in areas where I can let the person that knows what they're doing now, you do have to vet people correctly. You do have to make sure that you, because I've gone through a couple of accountants, a CPA and accountants that I found out along my way that didn't really work for my company. And so um, you will, I guess, in a sense, kiss a couple of frogs before you find the person that you're going to stay with. So that's also your job to do, but it's, um, it's better that you make sure that the right person is working for you as opposed to you trying to kill yourself. And that's a part of why I'm doing what I'm doing so that business owners get used to, we normalize taking off some of the hats and getting back to what we got into business for in the first place. Loving on children, um, serving families, and also being able to be a part of our own family and not killing ourselves in the business trying to do everything because if you are trying to become a jack of all trades, you're a master of none. So, correct. So, for our next question, why do you feel so many daycares pay so much in taxes? One, the first question I ask always is the type of entity are you? Typically, they're the wrong entity. Okay. So, either just making a switch, either from a SOPROP to an escort or from C-Corp or partnership to an S-Corp, it's usually that's the easiest catch for me. Because the moment I see stuff in public, that's okay, we have to get rid of this. And that alone, usually at least $10,000 that people are paying. Now, depending on who's doing your tax return, like you mentioned earlier, you had all these tax accounts. So you have to have a tax account that's specific in your industry. For instance, I know for those sole profits, that are filing tax returns. I've seen other people's work, and when they bring me the tax return, I find so many holes because they're not familiar with the daycare industry lingo. They're not familiar if you go to um, a where you take the office deduction for the business. There's a section for daycares. For example, if a daycare is open from nine to 
10 hours. Usually, a quote-unquote normal tractor pair would say, okay, 10 hours a day times 5 days, and they multiply to get the ratio of the allowable business production from the home. Mm-hmm. However, it's not 10 hours. Even though they're open 9, it's not 10 hours. It's anywhere between 12 and 14. Because mm-hmm. I know for a fact, you open at 8, whether it's to clean up or prepare for the day. Mm-hmm. And after you close, you're cleaning up and preparing for the next day. So that's an additional two hours. So if you think of two hours out of 10, that's 20% of that deduction that you're leaving on the table. Mm-hmm. And little things like that, I can mention at least five, they begin to add up. And when we do the number, if we could take two practically almost identical daycares, and one will be paying additional two, three thousand more than the other, just because of those little things that matter, including um, car expenses. A lot of people sometimes, oh yes, I'm missing a car, I'm missing a car, whatever the case may be. But sometimes, if you take the mileage, it may be higher. So we take the higher deduction of the two. But sometimes the pairs don't do the math, and you have to do the math to find out which one is most convenient. Because at the end of the day, the purpose of preparer is not just to input numbers. Like I, I pride myself in saying that we're not, uh, you know, we don't play calculated games. We're strategists. Mm-hmm. We find strategies and tactics to save up our money. But regarding that tax, there's so many ways that providers are leaving money, and it's because they don't have someone that's properly advising them. Wow, that is good useful information. We will take another brief pause right here. Thank you for continuing to listen to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We will be right back after some inspiration. Circle Time encourages listening, talking, and sharing among the children and modeling opportunities for the teacher. It encourages the development of social skills by providing daily structured social interactions. The five key skills that develop during circle time include thinking, listening, looking, speaking, and concentrating. In turn, children learn to show respect, take turns, and work together toward a solved problem or shared vision. It begins in early childhood and lasts a lifetime. Welcome back. I am Spring C. Jackson, your host of the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. Thank you for staying with us and our special guest, Mr. David. So, David, tell us um, what are some tax strategies that daycare owners can implement into their business? I'm going to mention one for those people that are Schedule C's who are filing a sole proprietor. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's for people that do not have health insurance. This is kind of tricky, but if you follow along, you'll, you'll understand. So, there is a, uh, a 105 health reimbursement plan agreement where if you if you hire your spouse and you pay their insurance 
So let's say the insurance, um, let's say Jane. Jane, uh, Jane's business, ABC Daycare, is paying the medical coverage, which includes health insurance, co-pays, other medical expenses, of $20,000 per year for her spouse, John. Jane is now able to deduct $20,000 as a business expense, which is going to decrease her net profit and is going to lower her personal tax liability. Now, at the same time, that money that Jane is paying for John is not considered income because it's a employee benefit. So good. Are you with me? Yep, I'm with you. Okay. So now that you have John on the insurance, which the business is paying, and you're able to deduct, now John can add the wife, Jane, and the kids onto the insurance. Mm -hmm. Now the whole family is covered, and the business is paying for it instead of you paying. That is an awful strategy that very few people know. Wow. It's actually a great strategy. I hope people are taking notes because that was a good one there. Now, um, let's see. Uh, for businesses, for those who do 1120, um, very simple. Pay your children. So if you have, um, let's say, three children below the ages of 18, typically, I bring on a child that's around 10 years old onto the payroll, mm-hmm. 10 and 18. You'll be able to pay them. You, you don't have to pay the FICA uh, taxes, which is to Medicare. So you can pay up to $12,000. It's $12,950, but I want to use that number, $12,000. They will have to file a tax. But because they're under the standard deduction, mm-hmm. their taxable income is zero, so they don't pay mm-hmm. tax. At the same time, even though this is critical, when they file a tax return, you have to make sure that they're filing a dependent of another single tax return. The key there is dependent of another because the parents are going to claim the son or the daughter on their return. But now the business paid $12,000 of income to that child. So if you have three children, $36,000. That's a $36,000 deduction from the business and it's a $36,000 benefit to you personally or to the household. Because one that's 36 is not going to pay tax. And you're getting the deduction. So it's lowering your net income and it's lowering your tax liability. Now, if you want to get a little bit more creative, I personally do this. My kids are a little older, but I pay the social security for them. Mm-hmm. What I do is I open a Roth IRA account for them. Mm-hmm. Now, in order for a child or anyone to have a retirement account, they have to have an earned income. Okay. Hence the W-2. Now, that $12,000, instead of giving it to the child, you could put some of that money away into a Roth IRA, mm-hmm. and that Roth IRA can grow to a million dollars in 20 years. Mm-hmm. 
and he or she can pull that money out, pull out a million dollars from their retirement account and pay zero tax. Awesome. That's a win-win for everyone. Definitely a win-win. Now, I was going to ask you to enlighten our listening audience with some tips, tools, or resources, and I think you just nailed it. So I'm not even going to ask you that question because that was information that you should have to pay for. Really, that was some very useful information that the listening audience just got for free. Um, and again, hopefully that you're clear notes. And if you are in the in need of someone to help you with your books or your business, and you are ready to invest in yourself and your business, I definitely, definitely recommend finding a person like yourself that knows what they're doing can give you those extra tips and tools to take your your business to the next level and make sure that you are audit proof and you are um, just connected with someone that has so much useful information. And so I I truly appreciate you taking your time to share all of this great information with us. Um, I hope you enjoyed being on the podcast because we certainly enjoyed you. I loved it. Awesome, awesome. I am so, so glad that you agreed to come on the podcast. So if you would, please share one more thing with us. How can our listeners contact and support you? There's several ways. They could call our office at 718-515-2532. Or they can send an email directly to me at david at daycare accountingpro.com Awesome. We have, um, for those of you who are interested with, um, with the pay review spring, we have certain ebooks uh, with strategies, tax strategies that I'm willing to just give away. You just have to contact me and I'll make sure to get it to you. Awesome. That is so kind of you. So I'm hoping that um, the listeners not only listen to the end of this podcast, but also took some notes. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to tune in to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We truly hope that the information shared in this episode has enlightened, inspired, or encouraged you to take action in some area of your business. ChildcareProCircle.com is where you will be able to find all of the podcast episodes. They are also posted weekly in our Facebook community, Circle Time with Spring C. Jackson. Services I offer, products, and opportunities to request me to speak to your community, including all of my social media platforms and so much more, can be found on the website, SpringCJackson.com. For the continued success of your child care, I welcome you to join the Winner Circle.